This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Homeschool with Moxie podcast, where our goal is to inspire and encourage you with actionable strategies to take you from overwhelmed to confident in your homeschool adventure. I'm your host, Abby Banks, and this is episode 156. This episode is brought to you by notebookingpages.com. If you want to know exactly how to apply what we're talking about in today's episode, which is how to make any curriculum work for any age, then you will definitely want to head on over to their site and get their notebooking quick start guide and 3,000 free notebooking pages. Because as we will discuss in today's episode, notebooking is one of those secret weapons that you can use in your homeschool that it will totally transform any curriculum or resource you're using, making it practical, usable, and really perfect for any age, for multiple ages, for anything. And it's amazing. And if you've never tried it, or if you have tried it, you'll know this is an awesome deal to get 3,000 pages for free. So you can head on over to 41more.com forward slash notebooking and make sure you grab that freebie. And listen in on today's episode because we're going to talk about exactly why you're going to want to learn about notebooking and how to use it in your homeschool. Welcome to episode 156. Of course, you can find the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 156, where we will have links to things that we talk about in today's chat. So I have a, a running list I keep of problems, common problems that homeschool parents face. And I write these things down on my list whenever I hear them from my real life friends, or I see them in Facebook groups or just whatever, because I sometimes forget as a veteran homeschool mom what it was like all those years ago to start out with my kids and really know nothing about homeschooling. I wasn't homeschooled. I I actually was in the classroom as a public school teacher. So it just takes a little bit of retraining your mind on strategies to use or methods or ways of learning and how learning naturally happens because you know when you're in the traditional classroom, it's not natural at all. Like that's such a new experiment. It's kind of funny that we think that is how you're supposed to do it. And that's the new experiment, right? Homeschooling has been around for millennia. So today I wanted to tackle one of those common questions that I know is an issue for a lot of people. And that is how to make any curriculum work for any age. And we're going to talk about practical solutions. But first, I want to set up the situation. So see if any of these challenges kind of just kind of describe how you're feeling maybe right now, or maybe you felt this in the past, right? So have you ever wanted to teach multiple kids together, but you were stuck with curriculum that is grade level specific, or it's very much you know, made for one kid to sit down and work on worksheets. It's not really something you could use with multiple kids. Or, you know, no matter how many kids you have, maybe you have a curriculum that isn't quite working for you. You spent money on it and you're like, oh, like, I don't like how it's set up. I don't like what they're requiring us to do. It's too hard to use. Or, 
Maybe you want to take a spine, like a main source, like say a history timeline book or a science encyclopedia, and you want to use it differently, or you want to use it for kids at different levels. Like have any of these challenges come into your homeschool? Do any of these things resonate? I know I have felt this way at many different occasions. And, you know, sometimes when you're first starting out, you tend to just do the big box curriculum that's maybe not even written for a homeschool market. But pretty soon you're burnt out. I've heard from people like this, that they're like, I am, you know, with my three or four kids, each doing a, you know, six subjects a day with you know, video lessons from this big box curriculum publisher, it's just too much. And so how can you make your curriculum easy to use, use it for multiple ages if you want to, how can you make any curriculum work for any age and actually really make it flexible? And that's what I want to talk about today. So I think the key issue I'm honing in on is how do you make content appropriate for kids at different levels, right? So one source, one science source, or one history source, how do you use it for all your elementary kids or K through eight kids? And also, how do you make curriculum usable? Maybe you paid good money for something, you have it on the shelf, and you're like, well, I still think it's valuable, but maybe I'm not going to use it the way they tell me to use it. Maybe I'm going to use it in another way. And so I want to talk about two specific strategies today that will help you do just that. And they both start with an N. They happen to be narration and notebooking. So let's talk about each one and how you can practically start using these strategies in your homeschool. Now, the first thing we're going to talk about is narration. And I hope you listen to episode 154, which you can find at 41more.com forward slash 154, because we did talk about narration as one of the strategies you can use to improve your kids' writing abilities. This is directly related to, you know, kids have a hard time writing when they can't even think of what to write. And narration is one of those foundational skills that you can even use with your you know, your preschoolers, your kindergartners, like your really little kids, but you can also use it with your older kids. And so if you consider yourself a Charlotte Mason homeschooler, you're quite familiar with the term narration. Some of us are not Charlotte Mason homeschoolers, and you might have seen that word thrown around the homeschool world. But basically, in its very simplest form, narration is just retelling or telling back. And this is where it's so funny when we homeschool and we overthink everything and we think, you know, that schooling our kids, educating our kids has to be complicated. No, it's really doesn't. Like, think about this. This is probably, I mean, this has been used since the beginning of time. I'm sure parents ask their children what they learned. You know, you were out there. I saw you out there watching that bug. What, what did you see it do? What did you learn? Or, you know, you were out with the dog. What did you, you know, tell me about it? What did the dog do? What have you learned about dogs? I mean, there's so many things you can use narration on. You guys can go on a field trip and see the Liberty Bell in Philadelphia and then you talk about it. Oh, wow. You know, did it surprise you the size of it? What did you think? You know, what about the museum we went to and it told us about it? This is all narration is. It really is natural communication with your kids And sometimes we, I think maybe in our minds, we think, well, that's not official schooling. They didn't fill out a worksheet, you know, but narration can be so much more helpful than even filling out a low level worksheet because you can really gauge where your kids are at and it's something that can grow with them. 
So what does that mean? So if you are using, you know, a beautifully written children's history book that has awesome, you know, interesting stories, it's written in a story style, it talks about the main characters, it makes you feel like you're really there, it tells you what it's like to live during that time, and you're reading that with your kids, you might think, okay, this is history and I'm reading it with my kids and you can even use it, you know, with all of your kids. So you're all doing history together. But then a lot of us want to have something in writing or we want some way to assess our, do my kids get it, right? So this is what narration is perfect for. So your little kids, your first and second graders, you're going to say, you know, what did you learn? You're going to be happy with just hearing any of the the retelling that they give you. They're going to probably tell you what stood out most. They might tell you about the main character in the story. They might even remember, you know, the official name of whatever it was you were reading about. But your older kids, your sixth and seventh graders, you're going to want them to give you more detail. You know, what's the cause and effect that we that you noticed in that history lesson? Or, you know, what? how does that relate to today? Or what does this make you think of? And you're going to deep dive a little bit more with your older kids. But do you see how narration is something you can use with everyone? And this is why homeschooling is so awesome. You don't have to have every kid doing their own history. You can do things like that together and use narration as a tool to make any curriculum work for you. This is also a great way. It kind of shows you that you don't have to have curriculum at all. You can have wonderful library books. So maybe your science is not a science textbook, a science curriculum. Maybe you don't have the money for a big science program. That doesn't mean your science is going to be any less involved or deep or awesome. So what you do is you go to the library and you get free books. You figure out the topics you want to learn in science. You can still put together your own curriculum and the way you pull it all together is to use narration. So you're, you know, maybe you decide you're going to learn about birds this year and you get beautiful picture books and awesome, you know, books from the library that just engage your kids. This is what we would call living books, right? It's not the dry boring textbook, which is what Charlotte Mason would call twaddle, but it's the living book that is just beautiful. Your kids love it. You love it. Like as an adult, you would even read it because it's just an awesome book. It's beautiful. It's written by someone who loves the topic of birds. And so that's how you're studying birds this year. And that's your science. And you have your kids do narration. So every day after they, you read the lesson together, you talk about it, you have everyone explain their main points. Now, sometimes you're going to want to put key terms and, and words or pe- famous people, you know, anything that you want them to remember. You might write that down on, if you have a whiteboard or something, you might write that down and say, look, see if you can include that key word in your narration, because I want to make sure you understand the context and what it is and to be able to define it and use it. So you might do that, but those are just some extra tools you can use with narration. And then, of course, your older kids, they might not just do an oral narration like their siblings that are really young. Your older kids might have to go ahead and after they say it out loud to you, they go write it down and they keep a running report of what they're learning in homeschool. And this is where our second N comes in. So narration a lot of times can be oral, but then, of course, you can write it down. But what if you want to take the learning just a bit deeper? This is where notebooking really shines, because instead Instead of filling out, you know, predetermined worksheets with blanks and it's just really dry and boring and it's kind of, you know, regurgitating things, it just isn't very fun. It's not very creative. It doesn't let your kids really show what they're learning because when you fill out worksheets, a lot of times 
Have you ever noticed it's kind of a passive activity? It's like, oh, you know, filling out the worksheets. Well, when you're notebooking, your kids have to have an active role because they essentially have almost a blank sheet of paper. Now, what I love about the free notebook pages that you can grab, I mentioned at 41more.com forward slash notebooking, they do give you a little bit of a structure. So they might have a place where you draw a picture and then they have handwriting lines for, you know, your written parts of the notebooking page. But sometimes kids will really do much better with that because it gives them a bit of structure rather than having a blank page. But all notebooking really is, is thinking of it as a scrapbook of learning. So instead of filling out predetermined worksheets that is passive, your kids are deciding what to put on their notebooking page. So as you're learning about birds, they're maybe looking at the beautiful illustration in the library book. They're sketching out a picture of a robin, and then they're writing what they learned that day. Did you learn about what robins eat? Or did you learn about you know their habitat? Or did you learn about the parts of a bird? Or whatever it is they're learning, your kids will record that on the notebooking sheet. So can you see how narration and notebooking go together really well to be able to use a curriculum that's not even a curriculum? Like I said, it could just be a library book. It can help you be able to use any resource in your homeschool for any kid at any level, because obviously what your third grader is putting on their notebooking pages is going to look a lot different than what you expect your eighth grader to do, right? And so your expectations grow as your kids are older. You expect more. You expect to see that level of work for the grade level they're in. But it also enables you to learn the same topics as a family. And of course, your older kids will go deeper and they might have extra reading to do. But once again, you'll come back to the notebooking pages and that's where they record what they've learned. So it does help with note taking a bit, helps them to be able to write the most important things. But it's also a really active way to include your kids in their schoolwork. Now, let me give you some examples about how we're using notebooking right now in our homeschool with really different age levels. So my third grader is going to finish out the year doing um, learning about geography terms. And many of you have seen the book Geography from A to Z, a picture glossary by Jack Knowlton, and I'll link to it in the show notes. But it's an older book, but it's a classic. It's so well done. And it's an awesome way for kids to learn, you know, geography terms and you know things like what is what is a gulf or headwater or highland or hill right and it's beautiful and the pictures are are great but instead of just reading through that book my daughter's going to be using notebooking pages to write the definition of the geography term and then draw her own picture so it's a lot more active than just a fill in the blank worksheet or a matching worksheet or something just really low level and boring and so she's going to be taking the initiative to be learning um, Um, these geography terms using notebooking. And this is how we've taken a book that's not a textbook. It's not written, you know, as a school resource necessarily, but we're going to turn it into, you know, some geography studies. Now, if I was using this with a slightly, maybe if I was using this for multiple kids and, and I had some older elementary kids or middle school kids, they could do the same thing, but then I could add extra things for them to do, like actually go and look at the world map and find real life examples of where is a golf and write that down and, you know, research it a bit and that kind of thing. So you can add to the learning for sure. So that's one example of how we're using it 
with my third grader. My 11th grader is using Apologia Chemistry this year, and he's essentially notebooking his way through the course. So he's reading the textbook, which they are written to homeschoolers. They know you're not going to have a teacher there teaching. So, you know, it's pretty... um, well laid out and, you know, easy to use in a homeschool context. And then my son would be notebooking. So if say he's learning about something where he needs to sketch a diagram, he could do that. And then it basically, can you see how it teaches you how to take notes, right? So he's figuring out the most important things, definitions, terms, um, labeling, you know, drawing out examples. So that's how he's using notebooking even in high school. So it's really versatile and you can use it with multiple kids. And this is how you can make any resource work for any grade level because you use notebooking to capture the learning, to assess the learning, to help your kids be able to add their own creative spin. Kids love to be active learners and it makes learning a whole lot more fun. So if you've been a little frustrated, you felt like you needed to minimalize your schooling a bit and combine ages together or just throw away the teacher book and throw away the curriculum and do things a little differently, if you need a more simple approach that's so much easier and flexible for a homeschool family, then I hope you'll consider using narration and notebooking in your homeschool. Just start small with either of these. Don't go all into it with everyone and everything. Like Just start small and do it maybe on one subject and see how it works. And if you're listening to this in the spring when this is going live, it's okay to even start this now at the end of the year and give it a try before going full force into it maybe in the fall. Maybe you'll decide you don't need to purchase a whole bunch of expensive curriculum because you can actually use these strategies with library books or books you can find that aren't complete programs sold by companies, you know, that are writing for maybe not even for the homeschool market. So this is a way to make any resource work for you and work for any age. So if you want to learn more and grab some free notebooking pages, also I have a narration cheat sheet available for you if you just need a little help and remembering how to use this strategy in your day-to-day homeschooling, then you can find all of this in the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 156. And don't forget to Grab your free notebooking pages at 41more.com forward slash notebooking. Okay, it's been wonderful to meet together again with you this week. Thanks for listening into the podcast. And in the meantime, happy homeschooling.